We got a new episode of The Challenge. We got a new season of The Challenge to talk about and break down today. Uh, An episode not short of surprises, certainly if you were uh, a contestant on the show. Um, Yeah. Some surprises got spoiled, I think, uh, by MTV in the run-up for us, but not for them. Did they? Like what? Well, I would say the principal one is uh, we know that uh, Bananas and Nani oh, were sure. this season, and they didn't know that. Well, there it's not just that. two pairs of contestants that p- the people on the show as of right now do not know about that we do know about. Yeah. And MTV wasn't shy with those. Like, they did a whole spe- – I don't know if you watched it. They did a whole intro special on Monday with those with those teams. Exactly. So I did not watch the intro special, but I did – you know, consume some pre-challenge coverage. And certainly they've been part of the run-up, the press, the announcement of the teams, all of that stuff. Um, And there's a couple more, as you said, who are not yet there. Uh, And they're all reasonably significant teams, I would say. Um, Yeah. So that is very interesting. I, I thought this was about as good a first episode as a challenge could have, especially given what we know about what's to come. And and that includes Casey and her brother returning at some point based on the sort of scenes from the season, right? Oh, see, I didn't... I didn't catch that. I'm they not appeared, saying you're... We saw Casey's face multiple times in scenes from the season. And I, I also was thinking, you're right? Because like, we did. See, I have seen footage of her competing on this season, exactly. right? Like she was on a on a truck and a platform and stuff, right? Exactly. So. And and to add to that, they usually when someone vanishes before competing, they kind of just edit around them. And and Casey and her brother were prominently featured in this first episode. Well, and there was also um, the way TJ talked about how the world's crazy or whatever. It sounded very COVID-y, right? It did. Like that they got COVID. So maybe so, they tested positive and then tested negative very quickly. Um, yeah, or even it, right? I mean, you know, they could even be if they they could have been sitting there for two weeks with COVID, gotten over it. Right. You know what I mean? And since they're still introducing people into this game, it seems sort of week by week. Yep. Uh, you know, maybe maybe that's how they wind up coming back before the end. Yeah. So all of that is on the table, and and in addition to all that craziness, the the game design here is completely crazy in in a delightful way. Yeah, I mean, it's not completely crazy. Like, there's no element that we haven't seen before, right? They've done the you have to draw, right? Remember when they had the skulls or whatever, and Jordan flipped over all the skulls. 
Um, uh, no, they yeah, they had the skulls, they had the double cross. Um almost all of those things, first of all, I will say, were individual um things, right? So this is a little different in that respect. But it's not so much the specific elements. The way they have this designed, which is essentially the winner of the daily gets complete control, puts four teams in, picks one to definitely be in the elimination, and then the other three draw at random. It, it It's a pretty original overall game design in terms of the way it affects strategy. Well, it's certainly I feel like it's going to keep this from just being a rookies versus vets game, right? Because oh, like you're going to get to the point where like you're not going to be able to throw in only rookies or vets. Right. Okay. Teams, no. Right. You see what I'm That's saying? right. After a certain point. And then it can, ass- then it can come back and bounce and that, that it could bounce right on. Assuming you know what I mean? that they continue to do four teams at a time. You're right that it can only last so long. But I think at the beginning of the game, what this does is draw a huge divide down the house because what's really going to be impossible is secret alliances. So there's going to be this rookie alliance that developed in episode one, which I think we're probably both encouraged to see, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's the sort of thing that most seasons you especially, but me to an extent are going, these rookies need to team up and they just never quite pull it off. I feel like I feel like they, I've been saying that forever, and they're finally doing it. And I feel like they picked the wrong season to do it in, right? Because well, we, we have another card that we know, which is that they're going to keep throwing extra veteran teams into this game, right? Well, the- yes and no, right? Because listen, if the rookies all team up together, right? So so far, you sent one team home that at least had a veteran on it, right? Right. But game control here, and that's you know. To bring us to one of our uh, scheduled elements, like who's in control of this game, my answer is one of two things. It's either who the hell knows or it's whoever won today's daily. Because the amount. I I think it can be that, right? Because that that was my first thought is like, it's hard to say that Raven and Johnny are in control of this game right now. Well, it's hard to say they're in control of the game now, but certainly, you know, two thirds of the way through the episode. They had utter control, and any- in a way, they they did. Except, right? I I thought that they made a mistake by going bold early, without knowing the rules of elimination. Right? We didn't know the rules of elimination when they were making all of their decisions. I would have waited one more week to really try to pull a bold move. Now, the, ultimately, the move they picked wasn't that bold, despite Kayla's yapping. You know no, what I mean? And, and honestly, I think but. it was the right move. I don't think they did make a mistake because the only thing, if they had put like one or two veteran teams in and, and more rookie teams in, that just would have increased the chances of them losing their numbers. <laughs> so, like, I, I think this was the best case scenario, obviously, for them would have been Devin and Tori losing, but eliminating at least one veteran and a team that was certainly going to vote like a veteran with Kayla, I think is to the favor of the rookie Alliance. It just comes down to, do they win again? Because obviously if one of the significant veteran teams wins, it's going to be four rookie teams, which I think is 
most, if not all, <laughs> of the rookie teams, you know, pulling daggers against each other. I, I want to take a moment here to salute a goat in this game doing goat things. Okay. And that and that's Laurel. Yep. Who I think saved her team uh from elimination simply with the sheer look of oh boy I'm pissed <laughs> that she wore on her face while she was down down there with the possibility of being eliminated. Like with that look on her face, there was no way that that team was going to be like, I'm putting in, right. You, you were steering clear of that. That was the absolute right move. Fundamentally the decision that team had to make. And I think those weird Germans are uh, clever enough to have known the decision that was at hand. The decision they had to make is assuming this team that we're about to put in wins who do we not want to come back angry with us? And the answer is clearly Laurel. Yep. Yeah. Clearly and all you had to do Laurel. was look at face. Yes. Know that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't have to know the history of the challenge. You just have to meet her and take a look at her face. <laughs> you know, you're right. Take a look at her face and go, you don't want that. You don't want that coming back mad at you. And I'm pretty sure she would have come back. And I'm pretty sure it would have been the end of you. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like her partner, by the way. It seems like somehow Laurel found a guy who is not a challenge veteran, but who is very clever as far as paying attention to things and challenge strategy, and also seems like he can navigate her political game for her. <laughs> Maybe. Although his, like... Um... Well, I'm just gonna hold on to this information I know about you being the mole for now. It's like, no, Did dude, you you already told someone, so yeah. you don't really have control over where that information goes from here anymore. <laughs> well, fair enough, but but I think he was being clever by leaking it. Like he may have said a weird thing about, you know, uh, holding on to it later on, but I yeah. think he his, that was clever I, to leak it when he did. I thought he handled Agreed. the information properly. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with him leaking it when he did. I just think he sort of miscalculated his ability to maintain that secret once once it was told. Yeah, yeah that so. may be true. Um, look, I'm not saying he's an expert, but that's kind of my point. Is like her ride or die, who's not supposed to be an expert, seems to have come in pretty savvy and has the right thoughts happening in his head, um, which is more than we can say for. Someone like, for instance, Nelson. <laughs> or Turbo, for that matter. Okay, all right. I want to talk about both of those guys. Um, okay. But while we're, while we're here with Nelson, um, I, want to, I want to give you my stat of the week. Okay. And I think you probably already know what it's going to be. Uh, so I, I, can I just ask you, because obviously – this was a stat discussed on the show. Uh huh. Did you verify? Did you go and verify that this was the correct number of? Uh, it has uh, been written about, and uh, although I did not count them individually, a scan of Nelson's challenge wiki confirms this is pretty close, if not exact. Uh, okay, shoot. Nelson has lost fifty-two consecutive daily challenges which is to say 
he has including the one on the show including the one on the show he has participated in 52 daily challenges since his last win he he last won a daily challenge on vendettas which was season 31 wow so he did win one it's not like he's over his life no he actually was quite good in in his (laughs) first few seasons uh Nelson has in his career a total of eight daily wins. He he had like uh, what three? He had four daily wins across two seasons at one point. Like he has he has done well, <laughs> but it was a long time ago. And it's 52 consecutive after this one. And now we can say that at least one of them was because he f- he, he he did not know his own age. <laughs> yeah, that's... I it mean, wasn't addition you were, or multiplication. You want to talk about classic, classic Nelson. <laughs> he just... He gave the wrong number for his own age. This was... You had to add your ages together multiply the the number of letters in your names and then add up all the digits in the year you met. And Nelson failed that math assignment because he got his own age wrong. Yep. It's not great. great. Like if you messed up the multiplication, it's very disappointing that you can't do simple multiplication, but also like fair enough. It's math. To get your own age wrong is so incredibly Nelson. <laughs> and they literally had it won. I mean, that yep. if he had gotten his age right, we can say with, with great confidence he would have broken that losing streak. And I just yeah. wonder how many times in those 52 dailies, how many other times in the remaining 51, did he do something truly literally unbelievably stupid that led to him not winning. I mean, if, if, if you set the over under at two, I'm taking the over. Oh, for sure. I, I yeah. if I set the over under at five is the question. Yeah. Did, did, did probably, he sabotage? Did he sabotage himself 10% of the time over I, those I, many I, years of losing? <laughs> I wonder. I, th- I think there's a lot of just mediocre finishes in there. Um, but uh, but but it's an excellent question. I mean, he has weaknesses, to... right? But this yeah. is a guy who's big and strong and experienced enough that you would expect him to have some wins during that time. Yeah, sooner or later, he just run into a few. Um, yeah, it's not... it's this is his fifth challenge, fifth consecutive challenge since the one where he last won a daily. That's pretty amazing. Uh, my stat of the week uh, uh, was also thrown out on the show, which is that Devin is uh, six and two, yeah, in eliminations. Um, he and talked not only about that. Yeah, but before you go on quickly, he he, he is actually his elimination. One of his losses was in a champs versus stars. Now it was a pretty legit elimination. He lost to Wes, but if you take that out. He's six and one with nine daily wins in seven seasons of, you know, the flagship show. And he's a two time finalist. Like just statistically, 
Devin's career stacks up way better than I would have guessed. Yeah, he did lose to uh, with Cheyenne. He lost to Jessica and Johnny, which mm-hmm. is not a great one. No. Um, uh, so uh, that that does count. He lost to Darrell. But that was uh, his very first elimination with Cheyenne, and yeah. it basically didn't count because someone got uh, like disqualified or something later, and they brought him back. Yeah. No. And no, look, there's no shame in losing to Darrell for sure. Um, he's got wins over Wes. Uh, he's got wins over Emmanuel. Bananas. Uh, bananas. Uh, Zach. Uh, yeah. And Zach had a partner. Um, Amanda was Zach's partner in that one. Sure, um, but nevertheless, he is he has a stellar elimination record. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, he and he is one I think that. For a while, I think people were underestimating him throwing in, into eliminations. I think those days are past, though. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, going forward. So, I don't know. Um, we talked a little bit about control of the game. I, I feel like um, the randomness of elimination has done a lot to say this is just a tough game to size up right now in terms of uh, – who, certainly who has control, but also who who you think can win, right? You know what I mean? There there are a lot of historically great players in this game, and but the game is sort of set up so that there's people are going to have to be on their toes. Um, so we'll see. I'm I'm excited uh, for that part of it for sure. Yeah, and I think you know every challenge, the games are you know, weird enough or they at least can be that pretty much anyone can win any given week. And with the amount of power given strictly to the team, the, the pair that wins like the, the degree of game control, especially with teams coming in and out could really just be flying around team to team every week based on who wins that daily challenge. And I, I think that, is going to be really interesting because I mean, like you said, you know, it may not be very likely, but if two or three rookie teams just start winning a bunch of dailies, they do have the ability to control this game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, if look, anybody, if anyone starts uh, ripping off a bunch of dailies, uh, then they, they do have a chance for sure. <laughs> but that can really apply to anybody. You know That's what I mean? Thing. Including some of these vet slash rookie teams, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, but I mean, certainly if you're looking at who's good, Devin and Tori, I think proved their medal to a certain extent here. Yeah, they're going to be tough. All right. So should we talk about some of these rookie rookie teams here? We uh, should, but first I want to give you my burn of the week. And I want to get back to Turbo, who you, we briefly mentioned but didn't totally get into. Okay, he, great. He's in sort of a weird somewhere between veteran and rookie status. Kind but, of like Amber. Have you noticed that? That yep. Amber's sort of a de facto rookie somehow? There's a few like that. Um, but <laughs> the burn of the week for me came very early <laughs> where Devin is, of course, already talking shit. And he said he was trying to find the words to describe Turbo. And he said, all I can say is he's 
the worst wedding invitation of all time. Don't bring him to your celebration because he will ruin it just with his vibe. <laughs> That's pretty great. I will say there, there's some, you know, we've been pretty big fans of Turbo in the past, right? And I was trying to ask myself, did we forget? Has he always been this like on edge or is he no, I think this is new there is a like there's a darkness with turbo this year that makes me a little uncomfortable honestly yeah and then but but there was that moment where there's the ridiculous fight over a drink with Laurel who's like what is going on here and then he's in the ITM and he's like he does the whole bit about like I will never take a drink from her again even if I his exact words were like, "If I, if I need water, and she's the only one with water, or else I'm gonna die." He goes, "I will prefer the die." Yeah, <laughs> but he, then I mean, the producer zero to a hundred in a conflict before, right? Like we've seen yes. him get in arguments and then just take it like, like, "Whoa, dude, we." I don't know that you need to take it there. You and know then what I mean? remembered, didn't he get kicked off a season for? Trying to attack somebody or something? Did he, did he get kicked off a season? Like the season before he won? Yeah, or after? I can't remember. I feel like he was certainly involved in a conflict where someone got kicked off. Yeah, yeah, War of the Worlds too. He got kicked off for multiple altercations with Jordan. Right. Right. Jordan got under his skin, and he was, like, ready to fight. And honestly... Like I want to be very clear, uh, I, I I don't want to be or sound like a xenophobic dickhead, but but like I think the language barrier is a is a significant factor here. Yeah, I think maybe. Like he's his English is not particularly good. Yeah, and it does. It kind of came up with the with the Germans, right? And that word cumulative. Like yeah. that's tough. That's a that's a tough one if you don't know English that well. Yeah, I'll say I don't think they're going to encounter a ton of tough words over the course yeah. of the season, so they should be okay. <laughs> but but Turbo, I'm talking more about he doesn't seem to totally like he misses sarcasm more often than not. You know, I mean maybe it's more of like a cultural language issue. I but like when Devin said like you know. Something about Turbo the Knives stay in the elimination zone. Like, he was so upset. I I feel like he just doesn't totally get it sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's something, to me, there's something that feels a little bit like that dude could snap. You know what I mean? Uh A hundred percent. Yeah, like, I I don't know. It's like, it's it's not great. It's not great. That's all I'm saying. It is not great. Uh, it does. It is pretty entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think. I think. Unless he snaps. I don't, you know well, I, I don't want anyone to get hurt, but, you know, provided he snaps a good distance from the knives, uh, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I Well, and that's the other thing. I'm I'm so curious to see as teams – enter the game like what is the is that just the thing that's happening because it's fun is that 
just a replacement for someone who had to leave? Like, it seems like J- Bananas and Nani are just coming in because TJ feels like it, right? I mean, he didn't really explain much other than I'm TJ. Don't trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but are they going to do this three more weeks? You know what I mean? Or two I don't more know. weeks? There's two teams that have not been introduced yet. And I wonder if it all was about, like, COVID, uh, you know, clearing issues. Was it travel? Like, I, I, it's we'll never know, I'm sure. But whether this was voluntary or not is interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I guess that that, that is more to be revealed um, as, as the season goes on. Yeah. Uh, what's going on with Fessy's name? I'm so glad you brought that up. Because people still call him Fessy. Yep, but it's Faisal now in the in in the Chirons. It's just weird. Yeah, it's so what's, weird. What's happening there? Well, I mean, like, presumably he just wants to give, you know, present his full name to the world or whatever. But it's just kind of like, like I feel you. I get you. Good luck on your journey to convince people to be anything other than confused when they see a different word under Fessy. Um, it's kind of too late, but good luck is kind of how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, we'll see. Good luck. Like if you stick good. with it over time and tell people to start calling you Faisal, if that's what you want, I it, maybe in a few years you'll get there. The, the name may have changed, but the Fessy game is not. Same Fessy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> New Chiron, same Fessy. You, I think half of the the, the face all thing may be that it, like face all doesn't rhyme with messy, right? So <laughs> it's just like <laughs> listen. First of all, I'm sure uh, people will come up with something that rhymes, but also I'm sure they'd be happy to call him messy face all too. So I don't. It's true. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be the win he thinks it is. If that is in fact the motivating factor. Um, I, you wanted to talk about the rookies. Yeah. All right. Oh, so quickly, I did have an honorable mention burn of the week, uh, because turbo, I think was talking about Devin. I didn't understand a word of it, but he gave a whole like monologue the, about the, pussy the chicken. chicken and the pussy chicken. And the, yeah. yeah. Yep. I don't understand it, but he was definitely burning somebody. Um, I, I want to transition to the rookie conversation by telling you that if we had to pick an MVP for this episode, I would give it to Johnny Middlebrooks. Yeah, I think you have to. Um, rookie team won the daily, organized the rookie teams together, and had them, we'll see if it sticks any, but had them at least verbalize an actual alliance. Um, really sound strategy, I thought, across the board, because you mentioned like you might have waited to take a shot. I thought they took a fair precaution by sort of throwing a a rookie team to the wolves as well, just sort of symbolically, you know, as if to say, well, you know, we kind of just split it and picked on something or other. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm not sure it would have convinced anyone of anything, but, but I just thought it was like a, a solid strategy across the board, everything he did in addition to winning the daily. Um, so I I mean, I think Colleen and Kim would have been an easy pick to not make any waves. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. Um, Which, but I, that's probably where I would have gone, just not knowing how the game worked. Yeah. Well, I think that's why he put them in, 
But I think he wanted to get two teams that had veterans against each other. And I actually think Kayla and Sam is one of the veteran teams you could take a shot at without making as many waves. To be right. But that's honest. that's kind of what I mean. Like he didn't know how the he didn't know how the game worked. And he wanted to put two teams against two veteran teams against each other. He got that ultimately. Yeah. But it was just dumb luck. Right? Well, it wasn't dumb could luck. He could have been a rookie against the vet. Because they could have drawn different knives. It could so. have, but it, it it was it was a calculated risk, I think, yeah. and and it worked out. I'm, so yes. yeah, it worked out. But I would say I would just say it's like I don't know. I think it's always better to know to know how the game works before you take some shots. You That's know fair I mean? enough. But I think also you're a rookie, and who knows if you'll have that chance again. And maybe more to the point, uh, Johnny in particular should enjoy this MVP award and his brief control because his partner is about to lose her, her mind. Well, that's right. You did left you left that part out of the MVP. This is the the friends that Johnny's been making in the house clearly. Or I should say in the airport apparently. Uh, apparently um, on the plane. Yeah. Way to go. That's game. That is Shout great. out Johnny. Strong performance. Yeah. Is this I mean boy they are sure foreshadowing like this is really going to come back and bite him in the ass though. I think it's got a really good shot at it. Yeah. I mean, he's knowingly sort of canoodling with a different lady while his current partner, he, he's fully aware that his current partner has feelings for him. Yeah. Um, it's dangerous business, you know? And I thought Raven... Uh, although she certainly verbalized a lot of concern, I thought she held it together really well for this episode. I don't know how long that will last. Doesn't seem like it. Doesn't seem like she could be able to maintain that for too long. I have to say that I'm shocked that she didn't just make a play for Nelson, just to right, just it to was right there for her, straight right, straight right back at the heart. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> she was pretty. Um, yeah, she had her opportunity and she she took a pass. And I think we know that Nelson Nelson's not really capable of saying no, right? So I, I um, think we know. Yes, that's uh, just one of the things Nelson is not capable of. He's not capable of winning the daily challenge. He's not capable of saying no. Yep, uh, that's our Nelly. Yep, that is that is our Nelly. Like he basically even with the you know with with the Libby, he's like, well, if I can do say no. <laughs> 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 uh, so anyway, I think Johnny enters the game as a really good-looking rookie. Yeah. Well, also nice flex, right? They did they did a really good job of 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 catching him at the right flex moment. Just yeah. just put that up there. Um, However, you know, I got triceps. I, uh, I have to say, I'm with Kayla and Sam on that. Chill out, bro. You found some balls. I, you know, I, I actually am. I'm, I'm way against that. I think that was just being bitchy, basically. Like, well, I mean, they, Kayla may have been obnoxious and, and going let's and yelling let's go is not, you know, like it yeah, a, I'm, I, you know, maybe some of this is left over from from Arsenal because Arsenal gets accused of this, but like it felt like after, a big celebration. After celebration police. After celebration police. Like. You won I mean, your first challenge. Like I don't care. Like that's a genuine okay. expressions of emotion are allowed. I I fully agree that genuine expressions of emotion are allowed. I also think it's fair to uh, ask whether a, a a certain level of uh, emotional response is uh, let's say 
dictated by the circumstances. And before Kayla and Sam said anything, I did feel a little. You did. Like it was more celebration than the circumstances warranted. Uh, And in particular, like the flex felt more like after a pole wrestle victory than a. You know what I mean? Like it's not. And I'm not mad. I'm not mad at the guy. I'm just saying like, you know what? And maybe I shouldn't because as I said, he should enjoy this while it lasts because his partner is about to uh, explode. I, I also think that, like, if that had been Devin doing that exact same thing, you, nobody would have thought anything of it. Just uh, been like, oh, Devin. I don't know that he would have done that that intense of a flex scream, though. I mean, that was a very intense flex scream. That's all. I'm not mad. I'm just observing. I was impressed. I was impressed. I, I thought no, it was he looked strong. And, and yeah. again, I think he's got his head on straight. I think he knows what he wants to do, and it makes sense. I just question whether his partner is going to be anything but – like uh, a walking basket case after a certain point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would she's definitely the odds on favorite for a breakdown right now. I and think. and he is going to have to take some responsibility for that based on his current uh, activities. Yeah. Uh, all right. So your rookie teams, in addition to Johnny and Raven, you've got you've got the Z Germans uh, who Z-Germans. are almost. Who who are almost stereotypically German, more so than the other Germans. Uh, they uh, they do they feel a little like a Flulaborg uh, performance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, or like a Saturday Night Live skit of German challenge contestants. Yeah. Um, One Colleen of them could Kim. definitely be played by Bill Hader. He is so tall. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, I think they're gonna have to show me more for me to think to think that they're gonna be here in four weeks. You know I, what I'm saying? I will be shocked if they last if they make it past episode three, I will be blown away. Yeah. And the fact that this lady thought she could just lie about what show she was on and nobody. See, because here's the thing. When you say that to Fessy, it's one thing to know that Fessy hasn't done his research, okay? But once you say that, then you have to say that all over the house, and you're going to have to lie about it constantly, and you effectively have to assume that nobody in this house has done their research, which is an absurd thing to assume. So, What advantage advantage are you gaining, honestly, with the lie? That's the thing. Listen, not much. I do understand conceptually why you – specifically her because she won the mole specifically like when you meet someone you don't necessarily want the first thing they know about you to be that you're a very good liar particularly on a show like the challenge so i understand the motivation it's worse people thinking you're a bad liar that's the problem and and (laughs) not just people thinking it but clearly being it that is what she did she put herself on blast Whatever happened on the mole, I don't know. But right now, she's doing dumb lies. And dumb lies are not a way to thrive on the challenge. Smart lies. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. So I don't know if this next pair, um, I, I may be making harsh judgments for, based on a, any extremely minimal amount of screen time in this episode. Um, but Annalise and Tommy 
uh, I don't I don't have high hopes for as well. <laughs> like uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what they do here other well, than crowd surf. Listen, <laughs> never underestimate the positive power of a of an inoffensive rookie team. Like the the trick here is there's so much randomness to who ends up in elimination. Like they're bound to end up in the four, you know. So th- it may be tough for them to avoid elimination. But in terms of like people disliking them, what they do seem to be is very likable and non-threatening. And traditionally, that has been a pretty good way for rookies to hang around. Yeah. It's like the rookies that get attacked first every year are the ones who act like they have something to prove or believe that they are better than the veterans. So, you know, that those lines have been drawn there. There are those teams exist. So this doesn't seem like a season, though, where anybody is saving layups, right? Like that term Maybe layup, not. I don't think it's just going to come in. It's just because of the nature of the game. It seems like it be, would be too hard for that. So, Well, I think it's more that it's too hard, right, than that people wouldn't want to. But, uh, yeah, I think that's one of the things this game does is it, is by randomizing who actually ends up in elimination a little bit, it, it, it just changes so much about the way strategy is going to work. Yep. So, uh, so you got Colleen and Kim, Annalise and Tommy – uh, well, you've got the introduced in the middle of this game for reasons that we don't quite understand. Um, Horatio and Olivia. Correct. Um, who, I don't know, I think could be formidable. I have a feeling, uh, you know, uh, Olivia's mouth, I have a feeling is going to get her into trouble. Very possible. As she yeah. said, she could talk to a wall. And she also seems like she could uh, be very good at spreading information she's not supposed to. I just uh, think it just feels like she's going to run afoul of someone yeah. uh, within the next couple of weeks, just being relatively outspoken. Definitely. <laughs> I, would, I would say. Yeah. Definitely a possibility. Horatio looks like he does look pretty athletic. So, um, and, so and I so, will say, like, like to those DMs, which is not a burn, but I thought was a pretty good one. It was pretty good. I, I I thought also, like Tommy, although teeny tiny, doesn't seem like a bad athlete, you know. So I don't know. I I actually think this seems to be a very good crop of rookies. I I think the German team is probably the one that I would say is the least threatening. Yeah. Well, then the interesting thing is then to me there are three teams, maybe four that I would describe as pseudo-rookie teams. They have – each of these teams has yeah. one vet, but those vets seem to be a little bit disconnected from the other vets. And I would put in that group – and we've already seen some of these people in an alliance, so it's not me going on a limb. But I think Jay and Michelle are in that group, and I think Amber and Chauncey are definitely in that group. I'm also throwing in uh, Emmy and Nam um, and Tamara and Turbo. Now, now I could see siding with the vets. Like he had pretty good relationships in previous seasons. I feel like, but I could also see him siding with the rookies if that's the way the wind is blowing. 
and Turbo doesn't seem like he's making a lot of friends with vet players. So, um, so I'm definitely throwing him almost as a pseudo rookie group. And when you add all that together, it's quite a lot of numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially right now with when we know there are two veteran teams that are in the back pocket. You know. Uh, agreed. You know, I, and I, would I say Casey and Kenny will be a, will clearly be a veteran team as well, even though Kenny's a Well, that's a the thing. And and you mentioned Darrell and. Uh, Anissa, or I'm sorry, Darrell and Veronica, and, Veronica. and then yeah. Jordan and Anissa are all still on their way into this game. So th- there's there's so much we still don't know, and yeah, I I I don't, you know, you may be right. Like you look across this, and it's hard to find the team you would consider a layup. And it would be hard to engineer a layup in there anyway. So I, I really think early on it's going to split down veteran, you know, rookie plus lines. And yeah. it is interesting that you've sort of got Amber, Turbo, Jay, Michelle, all of whom. In fact, technically, Jay and Michelle is a double veteran team. Right. But somehow they both feel a little like rookies. And I have to say, like, Michelle – she she's just one of those. She would drive me up a wall. I couldn't <laughs> be in a room with she her. She feels like a rookie. She was on one episode, right? Agreed, agreed. But I'm just saying she's also intensely obnoxious, as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> like she she's just definitely, she's definitely your Sarah, I, and I can see some yes some similarities between the two of them. Yeah, I just she I need yeah she's she bothers me. She just bothers me. Um, and she has this very she she treats Jay like a like a sort of abused puppy, uh, <laughs> which is uh, you know pretty funny, but also again just she she irks me. Um, as pointed out, and this is another thing I think that she has in common with Sarah, as pointed out in the uh, the casting preview show, she she was a winner of Survivor, so um, you know not not necessarily a layup either. You know what I mean. Uh, despite the fact that she's zero for one in eliminations, so uh, no, and we should uh, look. We'll never forget that Jay is uh, more dangerous than he appears. Sorry, she's one and one in eliminations. I take it back. Yeah, she got sent. She was on two episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, although losing to Amber and Huey, not great. <laughs> no. Not great. <laughs> no. But it was like, if I remember correctly, there was like a climbing thing going on. I don't know. Yeah, it was a, it was a little bit freaky. I didn't think, by the way, that either of the either the daily challenge or the elimination was the anywhere near the most athletically testing um, uh, challenges that these contestants will see this season. No, no, not at all. They really they're I mean, relatively easy, both of them. I yeah, neither of them were really physical physically difficult challenges yeah. i mean you know like, they involved one involved balance and the other involved some light jogging but yeah like, like if you're z germans this would not have been the worst one to go in you know what i mean like i mean I, i'm assuming they're well, not going to do all brawl in pairs but you know what i mean like well i mean they, they, they could things to be in you know what i mean they could definitely do hall brawl in pairs like not together you know right split pairs. correct um, yeah. I like to see them do one of those, like, you know, like when they had that, the the one where the, the, the Tory got trucked, right? Where they have that kind of like diagonal maze sort of hall brawl situation. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? 
like back like uh crossing paths essentially yeah yeah that would have been fun <laughs> yep yeah those are always good i i i do think they sort of started they started light yeah i i agree i agree i feel like this is a heavy setup episode there was certainly a lot more uh house um I mean, it was 30 minutes before anybody was doing a challenge, you know? So, and I guess some of that you you have to do in the first episode because again, yeah. you treat a lot of people. That's the first, but, that's, that's and the very you gotta first do episode. The, the check out the house scene and a couple yep. of those, you know. Running deals. in to find their bedrooms. Yeah. Um, um, and then a little bit of, you know, hey, how are you? I'm Devin Walker. Uh, I'm I'm Face Al Shafat and so on. <laughs> Indeed, I do, I still want to find out more about Mariah, where who she is, where she came from. We know almost nothing about Mariah. She's just Fessy's friend. Yeah, I'm sorry, so, Faisal's friend. Faisal's friend. Looking forward to yeah. getting looking forward to getting into that. Finding out how he can have a female friend and it's not messy. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, let's not make any assumptions about it not being messy. Yeah. Oh, look, I mean, look, he and Casey are not messy ever. Well. He quit on her. He did. I guess he did do that. But they've <laughs> always been pretty tight, seems like. So I, I don't mean, know. Casey I'm seems I'm like not, an incredible not, friend. I guess she was, she was gone early, right? I was going to say not really a lot of interaction from them in this episode, but that's probably because she, probably because she, she was in a hospital bed somewhere. Yeah. And I, you know, this is a very, very sort of tangential thing, but don't you think it'd be better – to just say what's up a little bit a little bit like assuming it is covid i i don't know i feel like they should just say it like it's not maybe there's some medical privacy thing that i don't know yeah i guess that's true yeah. but you could they could say i don't know whatever um i have some some notes i want to clean up okay in the in the limited time we saw them uh <laughs> Casey and her brother are very similar looking. <laughs> okay. Like they could almost be twins. He's he's got a slightly rounder face, but like it, you're immediately like, "Oh, that was definitely like you caught I caught a glimpse of him in the corner of the screen and was like, "Well, there's Casey's brother." Wow. Uh, I mean, I thought they looked related, but I didn't think it was like Man, I thought oh, they God. looked like twins. Yeah. Um N- Nelly's toast was a mess. <laughs> Just save the toast for when banana get bananas gets there. For God's sakes! I, yeah, I'm really surprised that he got nominated to do a toast. To be honest, yeah. Also, while he was the doing last, the what toast, the, what he'd be one of my last toast picks if I'm he, being honest. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, I don't know. High level literacy should be a requirement for giving the toast. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yep. Um, did you notice while he was giving that toast? I, Turbo I be- would be the, my, my definite last. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably wouldn't choose the Germans either. <laughs> but did you notice Nelly seemed to have a grill on his bottom teeth? I did not notice that, no. Uh, let's I'll keep an eye out for that the rest of the yeah. season. Because, I'll hey, first of all, Nelly has a grill. Second of all, when you buy a grill. Now, listen, I'm not advocating buying a grill. But, like, people have grills. It's a thing they do. Why a bottom grill? 
I mean, if you're getting problem. them you're... both done, fair enough. But if you're only if you only have the cash for the one grill, <laughs> don't you choose top? Isn't it much more visible? I, I, I guess. These I mean, are clearly, the that go through my head. It, it, look, if he does in fact have a grill, it wasn't it clearly wasn't very visible. So maybe that answers itself. I don't know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Weird, weird choice. Weird choice. Um, I don't have a lot of grill takes. I got to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Other than don't, don't would be my main grill take. Just don't. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good take. Uh, yeah. At one point, oh, Johnny and and uh, Raven, did you notice the the like? And I was wondering if it was outfitted by Under Armour. They had some incredible sweatsuit swag happening for their, like, deliberation room. I did notice that. I did notice the sweatsuit swag was really good. It didn't look like Under Armour sweats, I have to be honest. No. And I mean, they looked like like designer sweatsuits, right? Yeah. And they, like, one was orange and one was red. Like, they just, they, it looked like they coordinated it. They both looked sharp. I was very impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I was, too. I was, too. <laughs> I'm really, kind of, I mean, I, th- I think it's interesting that we both picked up on that. Yeah, really on point, yeah. really on point stuff. Um, I think that's it. That's all I got in my notes here. All right. Um, so it was. It's a. Uh, it's. It's setting up to be. I didn't think this was like my favorite challenge episode or anything. Uh, but I think it did set up a pretty interesting season. So. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I think favorite episode is a high bar. Uh, yeah. But I think. I, you know, I wouldn't put it in the top half. I'll put it that way. How's that? Without doing top research, half. yeah, I would guess it ranks pretty favorably among first episodes of Challenge Seasons. Oh, interesting. I mean, look, I'm fully okay with it, I guess is what I'm saying, because yeah. I do think it's setting up a very interesting season. Well, so. and I think, you know, the challenges themselves, the challenge in the daily and the elimination probably left something to be desired from, like, a athletic competitive standpoint. But the way... The way we got to look at some interesting new characters and and a game that's going to have a very interesting strategic element, um, I I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, I had a good time as well. Um, you want to move on? We're talking about the significant other. Yeah, let's do it. You uh, you teased me that you that you had many thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I. I'm not sure. Uh, I could do definitely do a two-word review of this. The first word would be hot. I don't know if you want to throw in hot mess, hot garbage. Uh, I think any of those would apply. Um, but uh, woo boy, was this bad? This is what is what was this trying to do? Why was it trying to do it? And why did they think that they could do it on the back of a couple that had zero chemistry? I I like I don't I don't get it well, at all. I, okay. I I I'm just I'm befuddled by this movie. All right. So I didn't hate it as much as you. Um but I would say a couple of th- they're like <laughs> I I guess I should say I didn't hate it as much as you as a watch. But there's no really good way to talk about it without making it sound ridiculous and terrible so it is ridiculous and terrible well i think i can answer your questions the point is i think i can answer your questions um what was the point of this maybe i can't fully answer that but i please don't say that the real monster was commitment (laughs) 
No. I think I think really what happened here is someone's attempt at like a fun often funny sci-fi horror thriller thing. See, and- I think this is somebody trying to graft like to take that and graft the modern world into it. So we're going to do some some riffs about therapy and uh, anxiety and um, relationships. and Right, but a lot stuff. of that stuff was kind of funny, wasn't it? Or No, it, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean really funny, but I thought it was like played for laughs to some extent. Like, I... <laughs> I don't know. I thought this movie was trying to be funny a lot, and I actually did laugh more than I expected to, I guess is what I would say. I um, didn't laugh. <laughs> but but not but more in a like not intentionally anyway. Yeah, I mean I I guess what I'm saying is like more in like a that's so weird I'm laughing at it way. But I I don't know, that felt sort of intentional to me. But to answer your other question, um <laughs> I I so, wait hold on what was your second question? I had something for this. <laughs> like I don't, what was this trying to do? I think was my question. That was your first question. Anyway, this okay. The reason I think it falls particularly flat for you. Oh, that's what it was. Your question was, why did they try to do it around people who had no chemistry? Yeah. Um, Here's what I think happened there. It seems obvious to me that this movie thought its key, the key to the movie, was a shocking twist. And I'm now going to spoil what was not... Ultimately, I don't think he's, he's doing you a favor by spoiling this so that you don't have to watch it. It wasn't that shocking anyway, but essentially you're very clearly supposed to think that this young woman is possessed by an evil alien when in fact it's her friendly seeming loving boyfriend who is the one that is possessed by the evil alien. And I think because that was so clearly a like stated goal of the first half of this movie she is playing her character so like laconic and uninterested and aloof that she couldn't have chemistry with anyone yeah yeah no she's a cold fish for and- for most of this and then then it's like then he's like the, you know once once the Jake Lacey does the heel turn, right? That's right. Then they have like, but I'm in love with you. That's and what I'm saying. Experiencing love. She's for, a so she's weird a, and jarring. She's a cold fish, right up until the point where they have the like reveal, right? Mm-hmm. So I I almost like I almost think it's a flaw in the design, like it's not even the actors or the potential chemistry between them. It's like a design flaw in what they were doing here. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then there's like 30 minutes on the nature of love. We should also mention that, right? This is you're, you're, you've got a movie with aliens 
and uh, and sci-fi elements that require some special effects. And it's it, this movie appears to be made for about ninety eight dollars. So like, there's there's just a lot. There's just there's just a lot that falls short. Is all I'm saying. I I just come on. Well, on Paramount. And to spoil you it, need, even you need further, some original movies to work. Yeah, to spoil it even further, um, the very end of the movie. The very end of the movie, like, basically is just context that reduces the relevance and interest of the the, the entire film in the first place. Yep. <laughs> because at the yep. very end of the movie, again, spoiling, the the end of the movie is basically like, by the way, all the aliens are coming, you're all going to die. Yep. yep. You, may, so like, you may spoil this one. Which you didn't. Luck. Right. <laughs> but... Even if you had, here come a bunch more. They're clearly much stronger than us, and they're going to take over Earth. Yep. And you don't so, want to be around, as he said. Yeah. So. so, you know, when the sequel where uh, Jake Lacey is on her team trying to save the Earth from the rest of his species comes out, I think we will probably skip that. Yeah. Lord help us if there's a sequel to this. Um, for for many other for many many reasons, um, I'll just leave it at that. But you know what I think about with something like that? This is a I think something specific to this new streaming world that we live in. Um, when like what what, what they probably make that decision based on how many people watch this movie, right? Yep. So, what determines how many people watch this movie? How good it is, or how good the marketing is? Mm, I would say it's some of both, but mostly the second, the latter, and, right. and also where it airs. Right, like you're on a platform that's already at a disadvantage, so you almost right. have to be good to get the buzz to market beyond the platform. Right. So maybe, but. On the other hand, maybe like so many people, maybe such a high percentage of Paramount Plus users watch it based on the fact that they push it to the front page repeatedly, right? I don't know. It's just it. I that implies that you're at the front page hanging out. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I as a regular Paramount Plus user, I go in, I click sports, I find Champions League, and I watch it. You know what I mean? And I'm out. Like and I and I kind of think that you know obviously people are using Paramount Plus for different reasons or whatever, but I don't think it's like Netflix where you're like, I'm gonna be on Paramount Plus and find something to watch, right? You go to Paramount Plus for that thing you already wanted to watch. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I could I could be taken by experience and and widgeting that out to everyone but i just don't think they have enough original programming where you're like oh let me see what's up here where it, you might do that on hbo max or even apple you know yeah but they do have a ton of old programming that people like and some sports so sure but i think you're doing that like i said i think you're going specifically for those things and i would say the same is true for Beacock, by the way um yeah maybe yeah but again, then sometimes you're going for like shows you like. So then maybe you, you know, 
I don't know. I, I, people still see stuff, right? That's the whole point of having all the banners and pushing specific. Let me just go to my list and, and click on their thing. Yeah. 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 I honestly, I don't know. I don't know how 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 they make those decisions. They're probably more sophisticated than we imagine. All right. Well, feel free to email us and tell us how you use Paramount Plus. Yeah. Sure. We do have a show email. I don't think we've checked it in a year or two. No, no. We probably haven't given it out in a year or two. That sounds right. Do you remember what it is? No. But you can. TorchDepartmentPod at gmail.com. Does that sound right? That does sound right. Uh, yeah. You could Try that. Also, you could definitely. Well, don't because we're not going to check it, but you could definitely tweet us. No, tweet him. I've been on Twitter. I'm off Twitter. What? Yeah. As yeah I, quit Twitter like, I quit Twitter. When Elon Musk initially bought Twitter. Um, oh, well, it's safe to come back now. I have enjoyed being so much. No, well, it's not because he's buying Twitter again. Oh, is he? I can't keep yeah. track. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they worked it out. Um, but I I enjoyed the time. There was a period of time where I was like, oh, I guess he's not buying it. I can come back. But I enjoyed I enjoyed not having it in my life, to be honest. So I, uh, I think I'm going to just stay away. Man. I, uh. <sighs> yeah, I don't I don't feel like I can quite do that yet. I mean, I and I say this as someone who's fairly addicted to it, so that's part of it for me, right? Like I, I mean I get why people like to be on it. But also I re- like you it, you know, take a week try taking a week break. Um Oh tell no, me I mean feel a little better. You I know? love to get away from Twitter and I definitely have taken those breaks. Um and I have also I think scaled back usage considerably since I left my job. However, uh, you know, gotta be out there. I haven't totally ruled out working in media (laughs) (laughs) and it's tough. Right. Uh, I, I am, look, I realize that I am privileged that I can work in media in the sort of management behind the scenes capacity where I don't need to be a front facing person. And I'm, I'm trying to use that. Didn't hurt the podcast, Derek, but, uh, you know, do you, Sorry, guys. <laughs> anyway, tweet Kolsky. I'm happy to answer your tweets in Kolsky's DMs and, and wow. mentions. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think my DMs are open because I don't your trust DMs you. Your DMs are people. not open? <laughs> That's right. I said you people. Oh, man. Which challenger would you trust with your DMs? <laughs> I mean, I would trust most challengers in my DMs. Yeah. Okay. You know, come on in, guys. Come on in. Water's warm. Uh, but <laughs> you gotta get turbo in your DMs with some bad vibes. Oh man, no, well not turbo. I, you think turbo's <laughs> even on Twitter? Why won't you reply to me, you pussy chicken? He is something else, man. <laughs> he really is. Every single thing he did on this episode was too much. Yep. <laughs> so I don't know. Be interesting to see. Like I said, I have like. War, that we were big, we rode for Turbo all season in that War of the Worlds when he won. But I, this feels like a different dude. It just does. I'm not, and I don't like it. Slightly more sinister. It's a sinister yeah. Turbo. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure Turbo would say, "Well, that is why you're fair weather." Maybe I. <laughs> something tells me fair weather is not in his vocabulary. <laughs> you like me before, but you don't like me now. I don't care. I crush you. I did like when the German guy was like. What is this word cumulative? In German, we would say add up the letters in your name. 
<laughs> and they would have a they would have a word for cumulative that would be like add up the, all the German words for add up the letters in your name squished together. Squished together. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yes, <laughs> it's a very clear language, I guess. <laughs> or you know they're they're very efficient people. That's right. I've heard that. Oh man, I, I, you know, like I said, I don't think it'll be long, but I'm enjoying their presence. I'm enjoying. They're much more fun than than Emmy and Nam, and we like Nam. So, uh, yeah. So we'll I, I don't. I we know nothing about Nam's partner, but as I remember, Nam was a little funnier and cleverer and better at the sort of strategy and politics than we expected him to be. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like pretty well liked on, on most Definitely of the season. Well liked, <laughs> but maybe some of that was just cause he got saddled with a crazy partner. He sure did. <laughs> he was, he was definitely, um, a, what's the word I'm looking for. He benefited from receiving some empathy. Certainly. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What a pair they were. Um, all right. I got. I got to go do some stuff. Um, we got to talk about homework. Oh, we, that's right. We haven't done homework. Yeah. Let's do homework. We're gonna do more challenge next week. That's part of the homework. Damn right we are. <laughs> and um, maybe we'll have a better understanding of like why and how people come back into the game. We don't know. Yeah. Or maybe not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess not. Honestly. Um. Outside of that, we're going to watch a movie on Apple Plus called it – is, it is a movie, right? Shantaram with Charlie Hunnam? No, I believe it's a show. It's a show. Okay. Yeah. Watch it a show. All and right. I also don't know if that's how it's pronounced. Um, it's like Charlie Hunnam in India in the 80s, just uh, motorcycling around, I guess. India? I thought it was Thailand. Is it, it's India? I think it's India. I suppose it, it's not super important. Um, well, tell that to people in India. <laughs> okay, I just in terms of, in terms of what I'm watching the show. Yeah, it is it is a show because it's a season one. So yeah, uh, yeah. So there you go. That's on um, Apple. Yeah, it's in Bombay. There you go. Okay. Um, so we're gonna watch that. That's on Apple. So uh, not the Thai the- film that Derek was expecting, but a show in India on Apple TV Plus. Yes, correct. I got I, I got the actor right. You did. Um, uh, we're gonna watch documentary now, um, which is always a risk because we because Fred Armisen's involved. Um, but we're we're gonna watch the first episode of uh, of the next season that is on IFC. Sometimes um, I think you have turned my Fred Armisen thing into more of a thing than it needs to be. And other times I don't think you're doing it enough justice. So yeah, uh, I don't think that know. at all. I don't think that at all. I feel like Fred Armisen is is your like uh, superhero movies for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. Uh, but this be. one, this particular episode, I don't know how much Fred's going to be in it. It stars cousin Greg from Succession. So and I do like him. Yeah. So we'll see. Who knows? Uh, and then uh, we believe Welcome to Wrexham is wrapping up. So we want to kind of just check back in on that as well. Definitely. Uh, It might be my favorite show that I'm watching currently. I just love it so much. I think it's 
it it works so well on so many levels. Uh, so I definitely want to talk about that, and I I think we need to talk about the Wrexham squad itself as well. Indeed, what a yeah. year for soccer documentaries. <laughs> what a year. What a year. <laughs> oh, that's right. So are we doing the redeem team as well? I didn't write that down. Sure. Why not? We give documentaries. Let's that's do that's about team. the uh, the redeem Olympic team. basketball team that followed the dream team. Yeah. <laughs> they were called the redeem team. That's. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. LeBron James. That's what you need to know. LeBron James. LeBron James. All right. <laughs> All right. That's, that's your homework. Uh, I'm going to go try to get ready to go to a music festival. Okay, have fun. Bye. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a favor. Have yourself a tremendous evening.